is madness! Madness. Good game radio. GG. This is Jay Hoare, and I'm here with Brad freaking Nolan. What's up, guys? So it's, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Uh, as you know, the world has kind of shut down, so uh, it's been a little bit hard for us to get together, uh, but we decided that uh, we couldn't be six feet apart anymore. So uh, <laughs> we're at a three-feet distance right now. Yeah, I think the last time we talked, uh, we were talking about Joe Exotic, and a lot's changed since then. The world has definitely been flipped upside down. Uh, Netflix has criminal minds now. Well, there's a positive. And we had an earthquake today. Yeah, our local area had, uh, I believe it was a 5.1 earthquake. Um, that... People were upset about that for only about a couple of hours. Yep, it was the talk of the town. Biggest thing to happen to us in a long time. So today we're going to be talking about... <laughs> ethnic... <laughs> ethnic issues. Yes, racial issues, as I like to put it. And also, uh, Jonathan has uh, an opinion on the term white privilege. Yes, okay, um, so there really isn't a thing about that anymore. Um, I'm sorry to offend you with this, but you can use the color of your skin to your advantage now. Um, and when I say this, I mean Asians, black people, people that feel that they're a minority can now use their skin color to get things construed in their favor. Now, I'm not saying that everything that happens in day-to-day -day life is better or worse for white people, black people, or whatever. I'm sure that minorities, such as African Americans, do have situations that occur in life based on their skin color. And... I do feel for those people, and I'm sorry that those things occur, but they also have good things that can happen because of their skin color. I know a lot of places of employment make it a fact to hire more minorities, and if you say, let's say you're getting ready to get fired, you can bring up your skin color and say, I feel that you're discriminating against me because I'm black. Sorry, not sorry, but that gets a lot of black people out of trouble at work. Yeah, you said that you seen that firsthand at a place you used to work. You were telling me, uh, where was that? Uh, there is a manufacturing plant called Volvo in Dublin, Virginia. And when I worked there, there was a specific uh, African-American uh, manager that was brought up um, on more than one occasion. I don't remember exactly what it was for. I know it wasn't for attendance. Um, I don't know if it was for the way he was handling something at work or wasn't meeting his quota or what have you. But uh, whenever he would leave that meeting, he would look at everybody 
when he would come back and he would pinch his skin and he would say, it works every time. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's a fact that you know that you can use your skin color to get things swayed in your favor. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, bad things can also happen with that. Sure, maybe you get pulled over more. I don't know what the numbers are. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. There's no such thing as white privilege. You don't get treated better than me. I think that you never hear about anything about uh, racism and white privilege or any of those terms except every four years when it's time for an election and the left as they're called always try to use the racism narrative to get the black vote that's a known fact and um you can see it very clearly this year that's what's being used um but as far as there being white privilege I I can see some areas where you could argue that there is, but look at all the African American people in America that have that are successful, and it's because they worked hard, and they could have just easily laid around and said, "I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna work for this. I ain't gonna work for that," but they did, and they're living better lives than most white people. Look at LeBron James. You call that white privilege? No. Uh, Look at all these actors in Hollywood that are black, that are successful. Yeah, They're living look, in mansions, living the dream, and living a lot better than most white people. Right? I mean, Oprah hates America, and she, we all know how much money she has and how much her net worth is. Um, I believe Samuel L. Jackson also was not very fond of America. I don't know if he still is. I'm not 100% sure on him. Um I know Will Smith was outspoken about it at one point, and then there was somebody else. Oh, of course we have the golden boy, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Um, Excuse my French. Where the fuck does he get white privilege from when his black father left him after he was born? His white mother put him up for adoption, and then two white people raised him, treated him over the moon. Hmm. And then when he becomes irrelevant in his career, that's when he wants to try to make an issue about race. After he gets an injury, and he's not performing like he used to be, and he's not the star athlete, and the camera's not on him. I'm sorry that you got hurt, Mr. Kaepernick. But you picked a horrible fucking topic, an excuse to bring up to stay relevant. At least I can respect LeVar Ball, because whether whether he's being an asshole on purpose or not, he's done it from the beginning. He's been an asshole since day one. I can respect that. Yeah. He's an angry black man, and I like him. Yeah, I like LeVar. Now, I will say, I, de- I defended Kaepernick, uh you know, all this time, like, I'm fine with uh, someone deciding, I mean, it's freedom of speech. America, that's what makes America great. You can believe whatever you want to. When Kaepernick was first doing that, I'm like, and everyone was getting mad, I'm like, this is what the soldiers died for, freedom of speech. But now, fast forward to 2020, I don't like it, because now it's the thing to do. If you're not doing it, you're 
looked at as you're a racist like drew Brees <laughs> said i'm gonna stand for it now hold on a minute and then you know he gets crucified by everybody. yeah then he had to mm. apologize now hold on a minute i stood up for kaepernick do it taking the knee i'm gonna stand up for drew Brees deciding to stand because this is america's freedom of speech i'm for whatever you want to do but don't do it just because you feel pressured to and don't do it because everyone else is doing it that's fake it's not real what kaepernick did was well, he truly believed at that time, but now it's just turned into a joke. Now it's just, really all it boils down to is this election coming up. No one would even be talking about racism if it wasn't for Donald Trump. And people want to get him out of office. That's just a fact. And I don't think either one of us, uh, I mean, I know I can speak for myself. I can't speak for Brad, but I feel that he is on the same page with me on this. We know that Trump is not a role model citizen. We no. get that. But we strongly feel that we needed an asshole in office, at least for a little while, because America was a stepping stone, a doormat, whatever you want to call it. We were a laughing stock. Nobody took us seriously. Since Trump's been in office, people haven't tried to piss off America like they were before. Uh, when Bush was in office, uh, Al-Qaeda was talking about blowing us up every other day. When Obama was in office, you had North Korea talking about... Remember all the times? It was like every three months, North Korea is going to launch some nukes. North Korea is going to launch some nukes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Trump's been in office. Ain't nobody said a damn word about no nukes going off anywhere. No. Now, I will say for... Uh... Just like I said, I was on Kaepernick's side those couple years. I was against Trump all those years. Not that I didn't think he was doing a good job as president. I just thought he was a jerk. He is a jerk. But, I'm not, but I'm not fast defending forward, that. Fast forward to 2020, I hope he wins this election. Because I see that they shut down the whole freaking country because they don't like him. And that's just stupid. To ruin all these people's lives and ruin... Just stop the whole country over people wanting to get him out of office. That's all it is. The virus, the race wars. Coronavirus is a real thing, and it is a real illness, but America, and I'm talking specifically America, has corrupted it and distorted it to fit their own agenda. Yeah. All these other countries didn't get butt hurt and blow it out of proportion and make a big, huge fucking deal about it, like America's making out of it. Yes, I, I know that Italy quarantined and locked places down... And shut down travel. But they all got along about it. Everybody agreed that that's what needed to be done. The government was very clear about that's what they were going to do. And they they did it. They did their lockdown. And now they're moving on with their lives. America, one day we lock down. The next day we don't lock down. Three days later we lock down again. Nobody knows what the fuck they want to do. And when somebody makes up their mind... They decide, oh, that's not how we want to do things. That's not politically correct. Let's lock them back down again. You notice how the virus wasn't a big deal when the protests were happening? Everybody forgot about that virus. It's okay to protest, but don't you dare go in a restaurant and sit with your family. (laughs) And I don't know how you can take this disease seriously anymore. I get that if you have the disease, it is not fun for you. But it has already been proven that people have blown the statistics of this out of the water um, with no facts behind it. Like the Florida case, 
it was like, what was the, how many people tested positive, and then it came out that it was a clerical error, that that's not how many people had actually tested positive. Well, there was someone just in where we live in Carroll County that uh, was supposed to get a test, and then they had to leave and didn't end up having it, and then they sent her results. Got a letter in the mail saying that they had COVID, didn't even take the test. Yeah. So, what's, I mean, what's that about? And not only that, what is it, hospitals or doctor's offices get so much money if they have a positive COVID It's, it's not, yeah, it's doctor's office, uh, health departments, hospitals. A lot of people are making money off of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Unemployment's making money off the coronavirus. The healthcare system's making money. Uh, it's just like cancer. It's a money racket. Mm-hmm. It is a money racket. Yep, and all it is is because of the 2020 election. And people, the fact that people don't see that still, some people actually believe that things are happening as they are told to us. They believe everything the news tells them. I feel sorry for those people because it's so obvious right now. So obvious. And I feel bad for the people that just constantly watch the news, CNN, that everything they tell them, they eat it up. Every word. You really think they're telling the truth 100%? No. Absolutely not. No. Whoever's in the driver's seat is the one that steers the news at any given day. Um, my current employment that I do now, I help people in Texas file for unemployment. And most of the people that call in that mention having the coronavirus about half of those people say they don't even have any symptoms for such a damn deadly disease it's awful weird that there's so many asymptomatic people with covid um then how do i put this if you are elderly if you are a newborn or if you have a compromised immune system any illness bronchitis cold pneumonia tuberculosis swine flu whatever all of it's going to be bad for you if you have a compromised immune system. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus is no different. Yeah, it's just people have been tricked into believing that this is the worst thing ever because people fall for anything the media tells them, and that's sad that this country is full of sheep. And I'm sure in the world that media all over the world is like that, and people just follow it, believe every word they say. And that's scary. If you look at the Spanish flu that was in the early 1900s, around 1915, I think, somewhere in that time frame, might have been a little bit later. Um, Then you look at the bubonic plague or the Black Death in medieval times. There were dead fucking bodies in the street. That is a global pandemic. Until I start seeing my neighbors or people in the community in the roads... I don't think it's as bad as everybody's making it out to be because the community that me and Brad are from um, is supposedly one of the biggest hotspots. It might even be the whole United States. I'm thinking as far as population, uh, you know, cases related to population. Yeah, it is like one of the top spots in the country. And I still don't even know that many people with COVID. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if we were a hotspot and it was as bad as they were saying it was, I believe I would see some serious stuff going on, like people in hazmat suits spraying weed killer or something. I mean, (laughs) 
I, I don't know I don't know a single person, friends, family, or extended friends or family, or coworker or coworkers' friends and family that has had an issue with COVID other than maybe like one person's uncle or grandpa died from COVID, but they already had bad health. That's the only thing I've heard, and we're in a hot spot. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to believe, or it's hard to know what to believe anymore. Like, I keep seeing a stat that says uh, 1.5 million people die of tuberculosis every year, but you don't see us shutting down the country for it. And if I'm correct, isn't doesn't everybody have tuberculosis already in their bodies? It just lays dormant? Or is that something else? It may uh, be something else. Who knows? Well, I've heard that... Uh, there are a lot of diseases in the human body that we already have antibodies for that are laying dormant in the body, but I don't know if TB is one of them. I'm not sure exactly, but uh, I have heard that some of the flu shots people get every year have traces of COVID in it. So if you test positive, it might be that it could be that they're testing that's saying you have it. Um, also heard that if you get the flu shot, you're more you're more susceptible to being sick from COVID because your body's trained to fight the flu, and then you give it a new disease and it doesn't know how to react because it's so busy focused on the flu. I think it's George Carlin, I believe that's the man's name, was a comedian, um, 60s, 70s, 80s, probably early 90s. Um, he did a comedy sketch where he talked about uh, group immunity. He talked about growing up in an industrial area somewhere near New Jersey or New York. And he said that they would swim in the river where raw sewage was dumped out. And he's like, sure, you may have got sick a time or two. He's like, sure, maybe even one of the kids died. He's like... But then when everybody got older, they had rock-solid immune systems, and nothing ever got them down from that point on. He said that they built up a group immunity because they exposed themselves to everything. Mm -hmm. He made a point to where he said if you're always washing your hands, if you're always sanitizing everything, then you don't build up any antibodies to anything. So when a little cold comes around, it kills half the country because nobody has any resistance. Right. That's what worries me with everyone wearing these masks. Are they going to be able to fight off other diseases because they're so they're so uh, their immune system can't fight anything because they've had a mask on all this time. So could that be the reason the country's wanting us masked up? Could we get sick from everything else from now on? Who knows? I I've worked a lot of different jobs. I have worked a lot of different jobs. And the jobs that I worked that had something to do with sanitation or trash or uh, public exposure, I ended up getting sick usually within the first six to eight months. You know, being around the public, being around waste, I would end up sick. But after I got sick in that first six to eight months, I'd go three or four years and never get sick again. And I firmly believe that was because I built up an immunity to stuff because I put myself out there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's hard to say what to believe, though. And I, I truly do think once November 3rd hits, this virus goes away, as far as people talking about it. I think it might make it into January, but 
I don't think the steam behind this is going to carry much farther past the election. Um, people are just going to use it in their arguments saying, well, this is why Trump was such a pathetic piece of garbage, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they'll use that as a talking point for the election, uh, that he didn't handle the virus right, and that'll be the main point. And the next point will be that he's a white supremacist, that's what they like to talk about, and that he's racist, and that'll be their two main focus focuses uh, to try to get him out of office. And I don't, let's talk about Joe Biden for a minute. How in the heck could anybody vote for that guy? He don't know where he's at half the time. He don't know what he's saying. I missed the Facebook that had Joe Biden memes. <laughs> that was like the last time I enjoyed social media was all the memes of Joe Biden. Um, and no, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to vote for Joe Biden. And that's probably on purpose. I mean, if nobody votes for Joe, they'll all vote for Trump. Um... I mean, Joe Jorgensen looks like she has popularity. <laughs> That's funny. Dog poop. Um, but how many people honestly vote for a third party? Has a third party ever won the election in the United um, States history? I, I think, think maybe the Bull Moose Party or something one time. Yeah, one or time. Or got I close one time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's out of, what are we at now, 59 presidents or something? Uh Trump's 45. Okay, dyslexic. <laughs> Flip the numbers. Um, That'd be 95. If you just if you flipped your number, you just said. <laughs> I said 54, didn't I? You know, you said 59. Oh, I said 59. Oh, even worse. Um, I mean, we could always be surprised. I mean, Joe could win, but I doubt it. I think people are going to vote for him just out of their hate for Trump, honestly. That'd be the only reason. Not because they like him, just because they hate Trump so bad. I think it's going to be a close election, though, actually. I think November 3rd is going to be an interesting day in history. It's going to be close because they're going to have to recount 12 times and then figure out why the Electoral College is fucked up. (laughs) Well... 95% 95% of Virginia voted for Trump, but the 5% in Northern Virginia voted for Biden, so Biden wins the electoral vote. <laughs> yeah. Well, last year or last election, Trump uh, won the electoral college, but Hillary had the most votes. Yeah. You know, popular votes. And I'd like to point out that Trump was behind in like every poll. That they took up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't. I don't think at any point did anyone ever expect Trump to win. No, it was a huge upset. And then they were severely pissed off when he did win, and they've been pissed off ever since. Mm-hmm. Four years of my feelings are hurt. And they're gonna have their feelings hurt again if he wins. Lots of chaos will ensue. Lots of riots. Oh, cities will burn. If yeah. Trump wins again, cities will burn. And that's peaceful protesting. That's freedom of speech. So, yeah, sure, burn them all down. <laughs> burn them. I mean, while we're at it, let's defund the police. Yeah, that's um, a great idea. I'll just uh, <laughs> I'll just sign up for my neighborhood watch. <laughs> and uh, if anybody steps on my property, then I, I'm sorry, but I fear for my safety. 
<laughs> yeah, I think uh, if that happens, the protests, and again, if he wins, I think he might take some extreme measures because he's unlocked up the, the win, so he can pretty much do what he wants at that point. And he should. He should step in. If they're going to burn down the cities, I don't think that's right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm from the South. I don't like the government. It's just a Southern thing that we don't like the federal government. Um, but at the same time, when people's homes, people's livelihoods are being torched and smashed and rioted for no reason, no good reason... I don't really think there is a good reason to destroy people's homes or businesses unless that business itself is hate crime related or something of that nature or harboring a fugitive. But if people are going to continue to riot and destroy cities, by all means, send in the National Guard, send in the Boy Scouts, whatever you got to do. I'm, I'm behind sending people in to control that. Well, let's talk about... While we're on that topic, let's talk about what happened to George Floyd for a second. Now, I'm all for, I like black people, I always have, and I've always stood for equality and treating everyone the same. And I was, I felt bad for what happened to him. As soon as it happened, I'm like, man, that's horrible. But then, when everybody started going crazy and burning down cities and killing each other over TVs and stuff like that, I lose interest. I'm like, okay, it's just an excuse to go steal and kill. Like, for example, if Black Lives Mattered so much, why did that black guy, that black teenager, kill that retired police chief in St. Louis that was guarding the store? And all that little teenager wanted was a flat-screen TV. He took a black man's life for a TV. So tell me how do Black Lives Matter in that case? They'd, they'd only care about a black life if it's killed by a white cop. I believe it was Morgan Freeman... And for all you listeners out there, you'll probably have to Google me to make sure I quote my references correctly. Um, but I believe it was Morgan Freeman uh, was in an interview one time, and they asked him what he thought would end racism. And when he said, when we stop talking about it. Exactly. And he said, when we refer to each other as that man over there, or that man over there, when you don't say that black man and when you don't say that white man as long as we keep talking about racism it's gonna still be a problem mm -hmm. i'm not saying push it under the rug and never talk about it that's not what i'm saying but if you keep putting flyers in my car and <laughs> stopping me in the middle of the road and harassing me at my house and saying your white privilege has offended me but I've never met you in my life then racism is going to continue to be a problem mm -hmm. I don't ever think about racism or I don't ever think about a black person being different than me until they bring it up the, the moral of the story and this what this whole podcast episode revolves around is treat people the way you want to be treated if you're good to me I'm good to you, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. Fuck the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, well, another thing I don't get about this Black Lives Matter movement is, you know, every weekend in Chicago, all these black people kill each other for no reason. Kill little kids in the street for no reason. 
What about they don't care about each other? They just care about when a white person does it, which happens very rarely. Oh, I know. If you look at the statistics, it's white on black crime is not as prevalent as people think it is. It's prevalent on the news, but statistically, it's not the the majority. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it was last year, in 2019, only uh, nine African Americans were killed by a white cop. I think there were actually more white men killed by white cops. Yeah, but I guarantee you all them black people were on the news. I guarantee you it was on the fucking news. Oh, yeah. Every time. Which is fine, you know. Like I said, I don't wish pain or death on anybody. Everybody deserves justice if justice is what they deserve. But if you keep making it an issue, it's always going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. I, I always have liked black people. I've had a lot of black friends. If you like sports, you have to like black people. Yeah. There would be no sports. I mean... Yeah. I, we saw what white people did with football. They had leather helmets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like them. But <laughs> when you're pushing this agenda down our throats I, over an election... I love LeBron James, but... His stance that he's taken on things in like the last four years has made me just not want to talk about him. Just yeah. the way he's handled his press conferences and his tweets and whatnot. It still, in my opinion, will go down as the GOAT, uh, which is a topic for another day, but um, he won't necessarily be a GOAT that I care for anymore, which is fine. He's entitled to his own opinion. Yeah, the last few months... I've always loved LeBron, and I've liked his stances on things, and I like his that he's outspoken. But last few months, I've been really disappointed that he's he's stirred the pot. When George Floyd died, he could have stepped in and kind of calmed the tensions. Like, all right, you know, there's good cops, there's bad cops, there's good black people, good white or good black people, good white people, bad white people. But no, he's like, no, keep it going, keep this going. I'm we like, need Martin Luther King Jr. again. He was the Gandhi of his time. Peaceful protest. Yeah, I'm all for peaceful. Every bit of it. That's fine. He was a well-spoken, educated, nice man. And when he would do protests, he he did them the right way. He would Sure, he would stop people's daily routines with his rallies and his protests. But the way he did it, he did it in a very uh, professional and etiquette-friendly way. He was a, a good man and a gentleman, and that's the kind of person that needs to lead this movement, not this rioting, not adding to the dissent. Um, as Brad said, LeBron and people like LeBron should try to steer this in a positive direction instead of derailing the whole train and saying, well, fuck Chicago, they're already lost. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for a movement like that, but when you start burning stuff down and trashing cities and stealing stuff just because just because a guy died you're gonna go steal a tv like i'm not for that that makes me lose interest in your movement uh, if you want to do it peacefully i'll listen i'll listen but it just makes me think it's just a joke when you're going around using it as an excuse to and, go and, and a lot of people do use it as an excuse some of these businesses getting burned down and stuff have nothing to do 
with Black Lives Matter, with George Floyd, with anything. They're honest or honest in the business sense. They're honest establishments. And you're burning them down and stealing from them. How does that add to your agenda at all? What positive thing does that add to your agenda? And a lot of those businesses were black-owned businesses who worked their whole life. You know, they actually worked for what they got instead of stealing it. They worked their whole life to get that, and then you just burn it down. And then the taxpayers of hall colors are going to be the ones footing the bill to fix all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to my next point. How many of these people riding actually have full-time jobs? They're probably living off the government. I know unemployment's high right now because of COVID, and I get that. I get that. But... How do you have so much time to write and protest if you are working a job to provide for yourself or for your family? I don't get that either. That's another point that I've uh, I've been thinking about. If it wasn't for all the unemployed people and there was not there's nothing to do this year, you know, no sports, you can't go out and to a restaurant, you can't do this or that. I'm thinking, what if it was just a normal year and all those things were going on? Would there have been as many protests and riots? Because you think people might have done it because they didn't have nothing else to do? I mean, maybe. I mean, if you're bored, it, it's a proven fact that if you're bored and you have fireworks, the fireworks are going off. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's definitely a possibility. And that could have been one of the ulterior motives to the COVID virus was to make everybody unemployed so they could go blow shit up. Yep, and then have everyone at home because they can't go anywhere watching it on TV. And while we're talking about George Floyd, the way that that man died is horrible and horrific and nobody on this earth or who will ever be on this earth would ever deserve something like that. I do not stand for... I don't stand, Neil, whatever you want to say, for what happened to that man. That was cruel and unusual. Mm -hmm. Was that man... A good man? No, I don't believe he was. Uh, based on his criminal charges and his past, he was not a good contributing citizen to society. No. But he did not deserve to die the way that he died. No, he didn't. And they want to make him a hero, but the one people that should really be making heroes is, like I was telling you about the retired police chief in St. Louis that got shot defending that store. Black man. That's a black man you need to look up to. Not a guy, yes, it was bad how he died, but not a guy like him who had a criminal record. Uh, I don't know if you heard the story about him going in with his buddies to that pregnant girl's house and they robbed her and he held a gun to her belly while they robbed the house. Um, it happened probably, I think it was five years ago. I mean, he had a track record of yeah, it wasn't just so, like one or two charges. He he had a list of stuff that he had done. And I do believe that people change, but he still had some time to go before we believed he was a good cookie. Yeah, and uh, and then that brings me to another point. A lot of people think that whole incident with George Floyd was staged. Mm -hmm. If you watch it, it doesn't look natural. It, doesn't, right it doesn't look natural. I, like, it looks like the guy's, the cop's right there for the camera, look at me, I'm going to stand here, or have my knee on his neck, and not show any compassion. If I'm going to kill a man, it's going to be a lot more violent than that video. Yeah, it just, it, something about it doesn't look it, right. It's a very weird video, I will agree. And if you look into it more, do, like, some research on it, I can't exactly remember all the points, but 
Um, it just looks strange. And even the guy they arrested for doing it doesn't even look like the guy in the video. Two it looks like two totally different people. Look at the mug shot and the video. And, like, and it's a proven fact that the government lies to us. It's just a matter of when. Um, so, I mean, this, this could be staged, could be a cover-up. It could be two totally separate men. I mean, without being there, without seeing it firsthand, you don't know what's going on. You really don't. What makes me the maddest and the saddest about all that is that I feel like the government and the media use that to make blacks and whites hate each other. Well, oh, it's it's a proven fact that if we are mad at one another, then we cannot attack the government. Yeah. The government wants us divided because then they can do whatever they need to do and we're not united enough to stand up for ourselves. It, it's a proven fact that... That's divide and conquer 101. Mm -hmm. And I would like to talk to, I've not actually sat down and spoken to any black person about what's happened the last few months, and I'd like to, to see what they've got to say and feel their opinions on everything. But um, all, that, all that we ask is we will talk to you nicely and you talk to us nicely. Yeah. Even, even if we don't agree on things, as long as we can talk to each other like adults, that's all we're looking for. Yeah, I would like to hear their opinions and what it feels like. I mean, it, I don't know what it's like to be a black person in America, but I can tell you it's a lot easier being a black person in America than a black person in Africa. Isn't that an Eddie Murphy movie, Coming uh, to America? Uh, probably. <laughs> Sounds like one. I think, it's, I think it was Eddie Murphy. But I have to tell you America's a lot better than any other place that you could be a black person in, in any other country because this place gives you an opportunity whether you use that opportunity or not it's up to you uh like i talk about lebron a lot he grew up in the projects uh his mom raised him on on her own no dad in the house he could have easily been a drug addict he could easily just not work he could easily just gave up but he stuck to it he used his talents his god-given abilities to become something great, and that's what everyone could do. It's just a mindset. It's not skin color. It's your mind. Life is 90% attitude and 10% circumstance. Mm -hmm. um, two different people get fired on the same day. One person could turn it into a positive, find a brand new job, change his outlook on life. The other person goes and robs a store, ends a relationship, rob somebody at gunpoint it's everybody is not necessarily given the same opportunities but you can apply yourself and find opportunities and flip things around to be beneficial and then here's another example of why i don't think uh like white privilege is a big of an issue as people make it out to be let's talk about someone else that's white who came from nothing and became something Eminem grew up in Detroit, and with his mom, who didn't give a crap about him, she was on drugs, she hated him, grew up in a trailer park, dirt poor, he could have gave up, he could have been on drugs, just laid around. He could have been Roger Federline. <laughs> Kevin Federline, Kevin. sorry. <laughs> he could have been nothing. <laughs> sorry, Roger. He could have been nothing, and he set his mind to something he really wanted to do, that he absolutely loved, and now look at him. 
and he was in a, a he grew up he grew up in the, the what you call the black community of Detroit, and he came out of it. And eight mile, is yep. that what they call that? Mm-hmm. Eight mile. I know something. <laughs> yeah, like, and he was actually because he was white in the black community, he was treated with racism. They call that reverse racism. That's what the media calls it, or people want to call it. It's actually just a lot racism. of people still don't like him in him. Black and white people. Which, I mean... For reasons totally apart from his music. Yeah. He's uh, he's very outspoken about politics, too. And a lot of people don't like him for his political thought. He, for one, hates Trump. I like him for his music, but his selfies could use a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his selfies are interesting. But, heck, who cares? He's, he's a goat. Yeah, that's just another example of someone that came from nothing and became something, and he was white. So, I look okay. <laughs> there and there's a lot of examples that we could use. We could go on this subject, these topics for a long time. But something I want to bring up: look at all these baseball players that are from Cuba. Oh yeah, they are under persecution, and they are they're enslaved in Cuba. People in Cuba literally sell these men into the MLB, and that's how they earn their freedom, is by being an athlete in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to talk about white privilege and all this? There's people steal slaves in other countries. Mm-hmm. They're, they're Joseph Coney. There are black people in Africa killing other black people and raping, enslaving Trading, selling, I mean, it's it's going on worldwide. America is a lot better than a lot of other places. You could be, I believe, wasn't it Yasiel Puig when he first came over? He was under contract with his quote-unquote managers in Cuba, yeah, yep. closely monitored. Mm-hmm. I used to watch games with him and think, is he going to get sniped? In the middle yeah, of the exactly. Like, you never knew what was going to happen with him away from baseball. He was into some shady stuff. He still might be. Probably is. <laughs> but I remember when he was with the Dodgers, I always thought, man, he might have been part of a drug deal gone bad, and he's going to get shot in the middle of the game. And if America is so bad, why does everybody want to immigrate here? Mm-hmm. You know, why are we trying to build a border wall if <laughs> if people want out of here so bad, why are we trying to build a wall to keep people from coming in? Yeah. I guess if you put yourself, I'm going to do this because I'm just going to put myself in a black person's shoes. They're probably thinking this is the land of the free and they don't feel like they're treated like everyone else, which that's probably where they're coming from because they were brought over here as slaves and then they feel like in some ways they're still looked at as less than. That's probably where they're coming from. You, you can't sit in the past, though. If you go back far enough, every person at some point has been persecuted. Look at the fucking Jews. Mm-hmm. The Jews were enslaved by the Egyptians. They were probably enslaved at some point between the Egyptians and the Germans. The fucking Jews have had it worse, in my opinion, than most minorities. And yeah. if you look at Jewish people now, most of them are successful. A lot of them live in New York City. That's a, yeah. I mean, that's probably the best place you can be in America to make it. Hashtag Little Dicky. 
Save that money. And here's another thing. I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, Irish slaves from way back. And I've got Irish blood in me. That's where my family's uh, ancestors, that's where we're from. And the Irish slaves were, they had it bad. It was just like over here for the black people. And but you don't hear a lot of you don't hear Irish people complaining like I don't even know what you're talking about, so this is new to me. Well, <laughs> well, it was a thing, and Irish know, people like to fight. I just don't see that lasting very long. <laughs> well, you don't hear most Irish people complaining about. Well, this happened years ago. No, they're usually we, having a good time at the pub. Yeah. So I mean, it's happened all throughout history. But somebody has always been oppressed, and somebody will always be oppressed. But you can't live in the past. Focus on the issues at hand. Put your best foot forward every day. Be the change you want to see in the world. Get it done. If you keep sitting on this shit, it you just you're gonna have a race war, a civil war, whatever you want to call it. it it's just gonna explode into a conflict. It's not going to result if things continue the way they're going right now it's not going to resolve peacefully it's going to become a larger conflict and that means that people will die husbands and wives will die children will die and when that happens i'm going to be like well you know told you so Uh, you know i guess people's lives were really important because if you look at it history repeats itself Mm -hmm. It, it always does Every time a country becomes a superpower, at some point that country falls apart. Every time somebody is enslaved, at some point they either get their freedom or they rebel. It's just a constant cycle. Break the cycle. Read a history book. Mm -hmm. Move on with your life. I think that everyone will be treated equally when they start looking at themselves as equals. And... Despite whatever their skin color is or wherever they came from, whatever they grew up in, they come out of it and they make something of themselves. Don't make excuses. It's easy to make excuses. And no one ever gets anywhere with excuses. There's a lot of Vietnamese people in this country right now, and I've never heard a single one of them complain. And everyone I've ever met, and I've met a lot, is a hard worker. And they run their own business. And yes, usually it's a family business, so there's more than one of them in there. And I've never heard them complain once. Now, I'm not saying they've had an easy life. But they have taken the opportunity that they've been given in America, and they've made something out of that. Or think about Hispanics, how hard they work. And you never hear them complaining. They come over here. They do what they do. They work hard. Hardest working people in America are Hispanics. That's a fact. And uh, they're just happy to be here. And I know a lot of them's over here illegally. And um, that's another topic for another day. But uh, if you got rid of all the illegal immigrants in this country, the economy would collapse. Because they do a lot of work no one mm-hmm. else wants to do. True. And um, I really, I respect Hispanics a lot. I think they're good people. <laughs> we and, respect all races. Yes, we do. But Hispanics, you never hear anything that negative from them and uh well at least not in english <laughs> well yeah i guess i uh, can't understand what some of them saying so i guess you got a point there gringo but um uh, I, I just i wish 
that all the uh, the whole country and then the whole world for that matter would just get along and just realize we're all humans plain and simple and we're all gonna die one day we might as well make the most of it enjoy this planet it's a beautiful planet um amazing places to see and we just all need to love each other and quit fighting over stupid stuff don't yeah. let the media tell us we hate each other because we really don't if you go out and go outside and go talk to your neighbor you realize the world ain't as bad as the tv tells you it is go talk to anyone go talk to someone in another state another city big city just it's all bull it's all just to divide us and uh hopefully after this election's over with until the uh 2024 when the next election year hits we can love each other again but even if we get a president that we don't like whether it's this election or 10 elections from now the moral of the story is no matter what president we have no matter what's going on in the world we want the best for this country we are stuck on this planet together so we might as well work together instead of tear it down I want to have a better life for my kid, for my kid's children. Like, there are going to be people that are stuck on Earth after us. We might as well make it a better place for them. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah, and if and we might have some black people listen to this. I hope we do. Uh, I just want them to know that we love them just as much as we love anybody. It's just, it's a shame that the uh, government and the media tries to divide and conquer. Uh, I love Cat Williams. <laughs> but we gotta, just gotta look through all that, that mess and try to get through it. Try to like, like each other and Realize once November 3rd's over with, uh, we can go back to normal, hopefully. But yeah, November 3rd's gonna be a heck of a day. Heck of a night, I should say. Get my popcorn ready. See what ensues afterward. Well, it's gonna take like two weeks to sort all that out. Thank you for listening to Good Game Radio. For more information or to reach out to us, contact us at facebook.com slash podcast dot gg. Have a good day, everybody. America first, motherfucker. What does the fuck say? <laughs>